Three, two, one. Go to OzarkFence.store and use the MFL15 for the 15% off for all fence fittings and all gate hardware. All orders, over $150, yet free shipping. That is MFL15 for 15% off at OzarkFence.store. Wow. Take that, Dan Wheeler. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear playback. Hey, guys, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but from August 1st to August 31st, we are having a competition with Dan Wheeler. That was good. Of the uh, Fence Industry Podcast. Go to OzarkFence.store and use the MFL15 for the 15% off for all fence fittings and all gate hardware. All orders, over $150, yet free shipping. That is MFL15 for 15% off at OzarkFence.store. So we are having this. Wow. That's why you're going to be hearing this music every time we talk about Dan Wheeler. We're going to have a good old-fashioned duel with his podcast. And uh, Joe Everest said that whoever has the highest amount of sales on their promo code, which ours is MFL15, uh, whoever has the highest amount of sales, he's going to go ahead and donate $500 to our favorite charity. Boom. Cannon Johnson and Dan Blanc are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. What is up, everybody? The time Nathan Downs is asking already is at 6.30 p.m. Like he doesn't have a clock in there by him no nathan it's not it is 6 47 p.m i heard this today cdt central daylight time okay and the date is july the 20th 2022 guys my name is cannon johnson i'm with jackson fence company up here in west tennessee and this is my good old buddy old pal my friend is what i call him dan blanc they refer to him as the fence king and he is down there in the swamp butt region of mandeville louisiana and this is our show my fence life live yeah man you ready You ready? Everybody is Awkward silence. It was. I'm a horrible thing. I'm going to stop, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's start the show. We are live in the Southwest Automated and Security Studio with 16 locations. There's an SAS near you. I can guarantee you that. So visit southwestautomated.com for your gate operators, access control, surveillance, intrusion, and hardware. That's southwestautomated.com. What's up, Dan Block? You did a good job with that, man. I wrote it down. Been practicing. Right, you practiced? Heck yeah. I'm almost done sharing the show. Bro, you have yeah, you are taking a lot longer than normal. You have had uh more than a couple of minutes to do this. So a rough afternoon. Hey, we we have another great episode tonight. We got Shane Catton back with us today. Um uh, if you yeah, listen yeah. to the to the episode forty two from last week, Shane is live right now in Indianapolis, Indiana. And it is good weather, clear skies, no 
thunderstorms coming through. Last week, the thunderstorms were passing through Indianapolis about the same time that we were holding this uh, podcast, and it kept knocking his uh, internet out. So it was. It had was. A, yeah, had a few disruptions there, uh, but nonetheless, guys. Hey, listen. Thank you for your support. Uh, episode forty-two with Shane Catton, part one, was the uh, most listened to podcast from my fence life history, and we're proud about that. And we cannot wait to deliver part two of our human resources deep dive. And it's going to be a great episode. I'm pretty confident in that. They always are. So. Uh, you still it's, sharing, uh, Dan? I'm I'm running out of stuff to say here. Well, I I, I want to read a, a, a review oh. of our Apple Podcast. I think it's a great review. Let's go. Um, this podcast has a wealth of knowledge from many uh, leaders in the fence industry. The lighthearted back and forth between Dan and Cannon makes you feel like you're there. Wow. It's just, yeah. Hopefully, and I'm not making this up. I almost feel like I'm here. here. Hopefully, Dan Wheeler, and I'm going to play a little Dan Wheeler music, can learn from them, and they both can elevate the industry. Mm. That is our new Dan Wheeler <clears throat> podcast, industry podcast music. So, guys, I want to say something real quick. Uh, please, read us a review. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like. Watch, them, watch it on YouTube. Uh, check us out on, I don't know, we're on like 25 different podcast platforms. And a lot of y'all don't know this, but we have bonus episodes on the podcast that are not on the YouTube channel. So if you're watching live and you're like, hey, I just catch the guys on Wednesdays where well, you're missing mm-hmm. some stuff because we're doing two bonus episodes a week. Two, not one, but two. That's right. Two of them, man. We got one drop in uh, Saturday, I believe. And that's going to be Alex Harris. Who's Alex work for? Fencing Unlimited. So Alex Harris, yeah, he he called me the other day from Fencing Unlimited in Birmingham, Alabama. And it's a pretty good topic. He called me. He was excited about the phone call. This was a really cool deal. Alex, about three weeks ago, just to give you a little teaser, had implemented what he calls a PLI, private line insurance, okay? And this private line insurance had just come into play and saved the day. Um, he said, man, this is one of the biggest things that we've ever hit. And we just we just started offering private line insurance. And about four minutes into the phone call, as he's explaining to me what happened, Dan Blanc himself, like he had a radar out on me, calls and beeps in and joins the conversation too. So I can't even have my own bonus episode by myself. I thought for one second, I was like, hey, look, I'm going to have my own bonus episode. And Dan's not got nothing to do with it. And who calls? Dan Blanc. So but Cannon did his Cannon did his normal uh oh wait, I'm not gonna hang up and talk to Dan. I'm just gonna patch him on in and I end up on a three way call. <laughs> yep. So hey, uh the private line insurance, if you have an interest in that, tune in to the to the bonus episode and uh you can hear kind of firsthand uh how how these things are set up, how they're orchestrated and, and, and what they're helping to accomplish right now in our industry. So um so 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 Dan, we got we got Shane Catton back with us from Good Shepherd. Yeah, man. Let's bring him on. Let's bring him up in ha. This guy's got a great voice. He really does, man. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome from Indianapolis. Hey man, is it raining? Not rain. It's, it's it's sunny. 
It's 110% humidity, and it's 94 out, not a cloud in the sky. So unless I forgot to pay my bill, which easily could have been, who knows, I'm still alive (laughs) all night, all night. Well, Shane, hey, thank you for joining us again, man. Uh, Like, no joke, uh, number one podcast of all time, My Fence Life History, last week was your episode part one of the Human Resources Deep Dive. And today we're doing a part two of the Human Resources Deep Dive, and we're going to be talking about hiring and firing employees team members yeah i feel weird yeah. saying team members like if you have to fire them are they really a team member you see what i'm saying well, they were a team i mean you know right and uh we've got some visitors here tonight we got nathan downs in the house we got susan k worthy we got dylan block yeah brian moppin really we got terry Bado jr saying what's Wait, up fellas did, did you say terry i did say terry there you go there you go Bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, All right. Terry's here. Heck yeah. And we've also got Nathan and Holly Sims. I don't know if it's Nathan and Holly or Nathan and Holly or Nathan or Holly, but Nathan right. and Holly Sims, nonetheless, welcome to the party. <laughs> Look at Terry. Beep, beep. <laughs> Hi. Right, so what's on what's on the agenda tonight? We're talking HR. What's what what do we want to? Uh, what's what's our mission? What do we want to accomplish? Let's make notes of that real fast. Or do we already have notes? Well, we got we got notes. Can I condense the notes for you, Cannon, so that way things are uh, easier for you, mm-hmm. for sure. Right. And then uh, I think last time we stopped it. You know, don't uh, do get the candidate talking. And our next topic was don't make it all about you. That's right. Yeah. So that's where we're at, man. Um, Anyway, uh, what's up, man? Tell tell me. Talk to us. HR. It's it's something. I've had a bunch of people hit me up and they're like, man, I had a lot of good information on that uh, that part one. I can't wait for part two and the things that I need to know when I'm interviewing. So... Wow, here we go. Guys, we have breaking news coming to us from Job Job Members, the best (laughs) contractor software. All right, so this breaking news is coming from the Derbyshire Telegraph in England. Derbyshire. Did we get Okay. Families families have been evacuated after a Derbyshire gas main burst. This incident happened this morning in Wessington, Alfreton. Firefighters and gas, gas experts are on the scene. So <clears throat> uh, uh, there was a major gas explosion, and it says... It is believed that residents from 30 homes have been evacuated and firefighters at the scene have towed the Derby Shire live, but it would likely be several hours before they are allowed to return. Um, so what happened here, guys? Um, I got another little piece here coming through. Let me see what this is. Is that that video that was uh, is, is that, around on Facebook? Yes. So there's a video here um, of... <clears throat> This is the petrifying moment a man had a close call after a gas pipe exploded in the ground beneath him. So this guy, you saw the video, he's using this ProTech machinery equipment and he's driving. It's either a rock spike or, or it's a fence post itself. He's bouncing on this ground. 
right? And then Boom. it's like the atomic bomb went off. And this is the story. Yeah. So uh, it says crazy. the man was busy fixing a fence in the village of Westington uh, when the accident occurred. Uh, and then I do have a clip here, um, but you've seen the clip. You know exactly what happens. Uh, and it says all of a sudden an explosion throws a man into the air and blows off turf from the grass field as gas pours into the air. Um, it said the gas line, the, there was a gas main that exceeded 12 inches in diameter. Um, <laughs> uh, Can you imagine? No. That's yeah. the main of the city. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So, 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 um, this, this is, this is the, the person who, who owns the, the video camera. He says, I watched back the CCTV footage and just the hawk. Jesus Christ is what he says. The noise of the blast was incredible. The guy who owns the farm only bought it a year ago. The contractor was putting fences in. They've bought six fields in total, and he was working on the last one. So then all the work got to the last one. It looks like he put his hand down to reach for something that was blocking the post. He goes to get a metal spike out of his machinery, and that's what went through the pipe, I believe. The metal spike probably being a rock. Uh, a rock spike. You know, he's thinking that yeah, there's there's something in the ground that that he he needs some heavier force. Right. Can you um, imagine? Can you? Can, I mean, I know one thing. The owner of that property that bought it a year ago, he now knows where the gas main is. <laughs> Wonder if he had private line insurance. PLI. Speaking of which, you know it's funny. Though, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you did. Uh, you actually did not. You declined this PLI here, so sorry for your luck. Uh, yeah, sorry. You, you didn't pay the private line insurance. <laughs> it's on you. Sorry. So, uh, so, so the gas distribution network called Cadent confirmed the damage was inflicted on the gas pipe by a third party. They also say there's no interruption to the local gas supply. And as far as this news outlet is concerned, uh, no serious injuries, you know, occurred. And that could have been bad. I wonder yeah. if that happened before lunch or after. Because imagine you hit the gas line and guys like, well, I guess I'm going to go grab a bite to eat. Well, the gas company does their thing, and everybody's like, "Oh, we're closed. Some something happened with the gas. We have no gas." <laughs> You're the only guy in town that knows what's going on, right? Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> oh man, that's that's good stuff, Cannon. That's rough. It's a crazy video. Uh, Ken, are you scouring the internet for uh, fencing breaking news? I've stories? got I've got my resources. Okay, no, uh, no, but no, this no. one here was actually sent in to us by Job Nimbus. Um, this is a this is a UK. We've actually already got some more lined up in the queue. So I've yeah. I've I've set some time aside and did some homework, and I am ready for like three more episodes of breaking news. Just for the record, <laughs> look out! <laughs> awesome, man. So awkward we got silence. Next on the list, man. <laughs> HR, we're hiring somebody. What we got to do? It says here, don't make it all about you. Does that mean about? You? Does that mean about the guy you're interviewing? Yeah. No. So, I mean, we covered every, a lot of stuff last week, like what to write down, inappropriate small talk, boring questions, all that stuff, right? So once you get to finally getting the candidate and doing all that stuff right, um, you're, everybody has a pitch about themselves, right? Whether you call it the elevator pitch, whatever that may be, right? It's, right. it's easy, to, easy to talk about yourself than it is to let somebody talk about themselves sometimes. So, uh, especially in uncomfortable situations or if you're nervous interviewing, right? So your pitch... Yeah. 
should be no more than five minutes, right? Because typically we're interviewing people in, in categories of 30 minutes to maybe an hour, sometimes hour and a half if you're long-winded. Um, so a lot of people, they'll get caught up on, this is me, this is what I've done, this is me, 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 this is us, us, you know, when you should be focused on the candidate, right? That's what you, that, that's who you're here to interview. They, you know, I mean, yeah, they're interviewing you, but they only need to hear so much about you. Mm-hmm. They want to hear about the position, the opportunity, the growth, development, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So a big thing is keep the pitch to five minutes or less, um, especially, you know, especially when you're bringing folks into the office um, and all that stuff, because that's, uh, you know, over the phone is one thing. But especially when you're bringing people in, you're getting a lot more serious, you know, uh, and, and there you're there. You're there to make a decision. So I always say keep the pitch five minutes or less. Um, and if you you go above that, start reeling yourself in, um, you know. And once you get through that, you know, you're, you're wanting to let the candidate ask questions, right? Uh, anybody throughout my HR career, doesn't matter what position you're in, right? Somebody comes into an interview and they're not asking questions as you're going through and or have questions at the end. Um, well, have they done research? You know, what are they trying to get more out of the role, right? Are they only here for hourly pay and, and the clock in and out and, and have that, right? Um, I think it's essential for folks asking questions, right? Uh, I see Susan saying, what's the most important question to ask in an interview, um, to ask an interview, to ask an interviewee or an interviewer? Maybe, maybe I say let's cover both. Let's cover both. Because our next point was, uh, you know, let them do some talking. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of just dialing into that. So, I mean, one of the main questions I ask folks is why fence if you're not from fence, right? Because we got a lot of guys that are not from fence, from concrete, from fast food, from uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing. We got all kinds of guys in here that we've taught fence. My, my, two of my buzz questions is why fence and why us? You know, you yeah. could go to any other fence company. You could go to any other job, right? What, mm-hmm. what has, what, what has your interest with us, right? Is it, um, is it growth? Is it development, right? Is it, is it training? Is it the job sites? You know, what is it our team? Is it our culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- those are big questions I ask. Those are like my two. I ask a, a, a slew of them. Um, but those are that, you know, on the flip side, on the candidate side, um, I, I want to know how they want to grow, you know? So if they're asking, well, how do I get to the next level? If I'm getting, if I'm getting hired in an installer or a co-foreman, right? Or even if I get hired as a foreman, how do I get to the next level? Right. Because I don't want people to be in the trucks the rest of their life. Now, if they want to, that's fine. Um, I'll support them until the cows come home. But I want to know what they want out of the role, what they want out of us development wise um and, and what the, the next steps look like right um yeah. because if somebody comes in i don't have any questions i'm good i'm good now nah, i'm good you know i'm like whoa you know like i had a guy one time and i thought the interview went kind of decent he was this was like two months ago he's like hey if you, you don't want to hire me I, I completely understand you, you you do your thing and I, that was the first i mean i've interviewed thousands of people on all kinds of levels that was the first time anybody's ever said that <laughs> um so well, I, I like to ask the question of uh how many breaks a day do i get and um, how much are you paying? And is there casual Friday? Right? Those are the, those are important if I'm looking for a job. Yeah. Yeah. People always ask about benefits as well. You know, what other opportunities do you have, you know, here? If I haven't covered it already, which I, I try to from employee referrals to bonuses, <laughs> attendance, all that stuff. I always tell them where we're closed on Easter. Yeah. Here's our... We're never open on Easter Sunday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, any any holiday that falls on a weekend, you're good. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So, I mean, 
I mean, the candidates, like I said, I those are my two buzzes. Um, the candidates, I'm, I, that's what I want to know. What do they want out of the role? What are they here for? Is it just a job? Am I am I investing in them and they investing in me? Because I'm invested in everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I just need to know: are, are they investing in us? Right? Is it a is it a mutual path? Yeah. You know, so those are those are really. I mean, to sum it up, some of the big questions that you know I like to hear. But you know, kind of like you said, Dan. You know, letting the letting the you know candidate talk and and all that stuff. Um, I I'll let people talk as long as they want. Mm-hmm. You know, because I get to learn about all kinds of things at that point. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if I'm asking yes and no questions and I'm not asking the probing questions, it's a, oh yeah, I've done that or a situational question, you know, or something like that, right? Like, Hey, in a situation here, you're, you're running the fence, homeowner comes out, they want to change the entire layout. You know, what, what are you going to do? Right. So those are, those are some other questions I like to ask. Then I just, I just let them go, you know, oh. whether it's, whether it's five seconds or five minutes, you tell me what you do, what, you know, and yeah. how you're going to, you know, situation, you know, and, and come about that. So, well, I see uh, you got here. I see you got here in the notes, man. And this is a good one. And, and I always pay it. That's why I said, how much am I making? Whenever I have somebody say, you know, uh, uh, you know, how much am I making? What are the hours? This and that. I'm like, all right, this guy is not the guy for me. Yeah. Because they already haven't even started the job. And they know they're not going to go the extra mile. Yeah. And once they start working for me, they're going to realize, hey, man, if we go the extra mile, Dan's going to take care of us. You know, my guys will work. My guys will work longer than they're supposed to. And uh, and they do it. And then if I, sometimes I forget. I mean, my days run together. It's like, hey, boss, uh, we worked a little too much last week, this and this. This job's over. We're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, knock off the road. <laughs> Brian, bro, thank you for breaking this ice here. Like he says, I asked if they have a driver's license, and then I hire them anyway. So listen to me. Uh, I, look, I, I'm a co-host here. Look, hiring people is not the hard part. Okay, we we probably did to fast forward through some of this like that. Like, damn, you showed up. Do you have a driver's license? No. Well, listen, that's okay, man. That's okay. We're we can, still here. We can work with that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, come on. Leave it to Brian. Leave it to Brian to come up with that. But, bro, I feel every bit of what he's saying. Like, was you're here now, you know? Diamonds in the rough. Yeah, man. Maybe we can Maybe we can help you explore those options and get your license back. I don't know. Let's just let's yeah. just start. Um, I've done that, man. I've, uh, I've held money <laughs> out of guys' checks because they wanted me to. Man, listen. In this in this situation that we're in, in our look in our country right now, the way the way it is, like you 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 can't you want to hire some good people, okay? But at the same time, you can't be like, well, get that freckle. I don't really like that freckle. You know what I mean? Like these are fence guys. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm expecting you to have a little roughness around you. I'm expecting you to have a couple of names scratched out on your neck and replaced. You know what I mean? I, that comes with par for the course. You know what I mean? So thank you for coming. Look, if you don't have a license, that's cool. As long as you show up, we can figure out how to get you to the job. I've had crew leaders without licenses. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it takes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, he can't drive, but he can build fence. And that's, you know, what do you really need? <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, I just got a guy, my a license and, um, I had to pay his his uh, fence installer mm-hmm. more because I needed him to drive every day. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've done that. Money, we got his license. He's up and running. He's a great guy. Does a great job for us. Dan, you're all kill in. Me. He rides for the brand. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna kill me, Dan. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit some loose cannons here. 
Uh-oh, here we go. Let's hear it. Look, man, we just spent all, all episodes talking about hiring, but look, that's, it's not that hard. It's not that serious. You know what is hard, though, is, is having a team full of people. That is, am I wrong? That's the hardest thing about the whole business is the people. You know, you've got all, you get how many people work, work at Shepherd Shane? Uh, we got like 43 on staff. That's 43 personalities. That's 43 problems. That's 43 people that need off at a different time tomorrow uh, or need need yeah. a different amount of vacation time. That's 43 people yeah. who's who, – that's 43 – most people have two sets of grandparents. That's 86 sets of grandparents. Like people are dying. You know what I mean? There There are problems that come along with people. That doesn't make people bad, you know? But to me – the human resources category is like, you know, hiring a fence person or a fence professional to me isn't that hard. Balancing all the personalities and 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 the the problems and and the and the differences of opinions and and the conflicts and the, and the dramas yeah. and the heat and the and the and the the work comp claims and the uh the customer complaints about your people like that is what's hard, right? So well, you're juggling every day. Let me tell you what I find hard. If we're going, if we're going to do a loose cannon here and go off a uh, script, <clears throat> um, it is hard for me to fire somebody. Yeah. I was listening to this guy. I forget who it was. Maybe it was a book. And it's, I think I was, I was reading, I'm reading traction right now. I don't want to lose a finger, Brian. I don't, I don't like the way that sounds, bro. Like I am yeah, in denial about that. I'm going to be an old school fence for one day and not. What's going on out there in Vegas? <laughs> so the guy, the guy in traction, the guy in the book traction, I'm pretty sure that's the book that I heard this in. He mentioned that you can either put up with an employee or a team member that isn't producing for months on end, or you can have the 36 hours of, uh, just misery. Like what? And he was talking about the 36 hours prior to firing that person and having to let them go. Cause man, if I know tomorrow I'm going to have to let a guy go, I can't sleep that night. I mean, I gotta let this guy go. He's got a family, but you know, mm-hmm. but are you firing them or are they firing themselves? Well, they are, but it's sometimes it's it's still hard, man. Because it's somebody's life, yeah, it's a human. Well, yeah, you know, I'm having Monday morning meetings with these guys. I'm getting to know them. I know what their goals are in life, and and it's tough, you know. And and just because they can't get their act together, doesn't mean that I don't see more in them. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, you know, I'm trying to give this guy a shot. Yeah. And you can use this opportunity. And the guy in the book, it really resonated to me when he said, it's 36 hours of misery. And it really is. Because I realize on Tuesday sometime that I got to let this guy go. Mm. And here it is, you know, 24 hours later, 36 hours later, I'm having to do it. And it's it's hard, man. I, dude, I, I, I'll be honest, man. And, and honestly, look, I think I think as as business people, fence guys or whatever, it doesn't matter the situation. We need to be more honest with people. People act like, oh, I don't have a problem with that. I just, I just send them on their way. You know what I mean? Maybe. Cool. You know, but like, I hate it too. I would procrastinate the hell out of it, you know? And what ends up happening is it just, it just creates more frustration. Your, your job becomes harder. The, the other people that, that are still around maybe begin to do less, you know, because you're allowing one person to do less. And, 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 you know, people will make the comment like, man, he's just trying to get rid of me. He's just trying to fire me. Like, no, 
No, no. like we do not like that. Like, that's not fun. You know, it's not fun at all. I remember hiring well, you, bro. I don't want to fire again, you. You remember when, I, I don't know, was it a year now? You let one of your main guys go and we talked about it for weeks. Remember that? Yeah, I'm still. It's, and, you know, honestly, when you were saying 36 hours, I'm like, man, it's more than that. You know what I mean? It's way more than that. Well, you know? that's what the guy was saying in the book. You can either have misery for weeks and months or 36 hours and cut it loose. Yeah. You know? That's true. So, anyway. Yeah. I mean, hey. yeah, you got to be 100% committed on the, the decision. I mean, that's that's one of the things. And, and information to back it up, a lot of people will fire off a whim and, you know, if you're actually thinking it through, yeah, that those 36 hours will weigh on your shoulders for sure. Yeah. So uh, I have a hard time. Brian said I have a hard time letting them go when I should uh, always keep them and regret it. Yeah, it's tough. Somebody's so, life. Somebody's bills. Yeah, man. And, you know, the, these guys that these, these guys that work for us. But Brian, know, uh, I, I wish, uh, wish they realized they were as passionate about the business we're running as we are as passionate for the guys that yeah. are working for us, you know? Yeah. That's a sore subject, man. I, I don't, I don't like people quitting. I don't like people having to be let go. I don't like any of it. You know, fortunately we don't have many people quit. Like I can count, I think on one hand in six years, how many people quit. And honestly, I don't know that I, I could even count that high, you know, yeah. <laughs> which is a good thing, you know, but look, man, sometimes I look at Fence King as a stepping stone. For some people, and I understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I wish they would stay. But I've had guys that were homeless, came to work for me. Then they end up in a house. They're renting, but they're renting a home. They buy a truck. They end up with a fiance. They're on the verge of getting married. And then they leave for something that isn't better, but they thought was better. Now they don't want to come back and ask for their job. That's some real armpit stuff. <laughs> Oh, that's true. <laughs> Brian's right down there. Sometimes they expect us to care more about their job than they do. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Yeah, it is. That's right. Everybody's got to be bought in. So let's talk about something. I want to know uh, human resources. There's some conflict management training. That's a that's a heavy piece, and it's probably something that that most of us struggle with. Terminating somebody's employment. That's Conflict. It's conflict management. It's not comfortable. People don't like conflict. Men, we don't like confrontation. We just want to be all cool, bro. You know, like we hate that stuff. But Shane, what are you doing? Like, give us some examples. Um, Surely this happens at Good Shepherd. It happens here. I'm sure it happens at the fence team. But somebody maybe text late at night. Somebody, somebody, you've got two guys on a fence truck and they just don't get along and Mm. neither one of them had the courage because they don't like conflict to tell the other one, like, man, I don't like working with you or I don't like when you do this, you know, and they go all day and they get stuff done. They're like, man, they're doing a jam up job. And then you find out like, well, this guy doesn't even like this guy. Well, they hate each other. And then they, they're, they're, be, yeah. yeah, we've had to do some cruise shuffles because of that before. Yeah. yeah. You know, you think everything's copacetic and you're like, well, hold on a second. What do you mean? You've been bottling this up for three weeks. What's going on? Let's talk this out. Right. Like, and that's one of the things. And, uh, especially in our meeting um, on Monday, it's like we're we're here for you guys. You, I've had fence guys surprisingly cry on my shoulder, you know, about life, you know, and, and that's what yeah. we're here for. I'm here to talk about 
defense. I'm here to talk about business. I'm here to talk about what's going on in your life. How can we support you? Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times there's there's lower level issues that are actually impacting, you know, the, the situation that a lot of times that I see. And sometimes it's just an ego thing. He does one thing one way. I do one thing mine. We're both rock solid. Nobody's splitting it up or whatever. Um, and I mean, we've had guys riding a truck for, you know, a year and a half before two years. And they're like, I got to I got to shake this up. Like, you know, they'll just come to us, you know, and they, you know, in, in the beginning, uh, they were very just because a lot of the other fence companies they worked at the backgrounds, they didn't have the open door policy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they can just come in and talk that stuff out. So, I mean, thankfully, we've created a culture here where you see something, say something, you hear yeah. something, say something, you think it, you feel it, say something. Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think it's, I think it's extremely important. Um, you know, and a lot of times like we had to do one today, uh, it was a conflict resolution, but there you go, Dan, there you go. We, just, uh, we were just talking about that, but I mean, I had to do a one a day. I mean, it's, it's, I had to talk to both the guys next thing, you know, I, I just said, we're all going to sit down. We're, let's talk this out because you, you're thinking one thing, you're thinking another, both of you ain't talking. So, you know, let's figure this out. You know, we were able to resolve the problem. I mean, you know what uh, I found is funny? You get two guys that aren't getting along. They won't tell each other, but they're both in my ear. So then I split them up. And then like, man, that doesn't, why, that doesn't, that doesn't work. That doesn't fix it. Why, 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 why'd you split us up? Well, well, well he don't like, want, he, he, he don't want me to tell him and he don't want me to tell him. Well, because I thought you didn't like working with Joe. Well, I mean, that didn't mean I want to get off his truck. I'm like, oh, okay. And then Bob's like, dude. Why you took Joe away? Well, I thought you didn't like Joe. Y'all having problems. Well, that doesn't mean I didn't want him off my truck. I'm like, all right. So that's when I learned what you're saying. Bring him in. Set set him down. Say, look, you sit here. You sit here. Yeah. What's the problem? Steve, Robert says he doesn't like working with you. Robert, why do you not like working with Steve? You tell him. You know? Yeah. I thought that's fair. Like, dude, you're adult. You're telling me, you know, I, I get, I, I've, I've had this for 10 o'clock at night. I get text messages about, man, I don't like working with Robert. Well, Steve, guess what? Tomorrow morning, me, you, and Robert, we finna talk. I mean, what, what, what do you want me to say? You know what I mean? Like, what do you want me to yeah, do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have you had a situation, uh, I'm sure you have, um, where you, um, you've got an individual who can't work with this group of guys, but this individual also can't work with this group of guys. And then this group of guys doesn't want this individual to work with them. You, have you had that guy? Like eventually, bro, you're the problem. You know what I mean? Like I can shuffle yeah. this, yeah. but like I've, I've had really, really, really good fence guys. Yeah. That's a word. work hard. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've had, had to, to work with them. Yeah. We've had to make that decision before on a, on a top, you know, top team member. And, uh, you know, it's never, a, never a fun decision. Um, you know, but we, we, what we kind of say is, you know, once you become a cancer, you know, what, what happens to that? Right. You got, you got to cut it out. I'd rather lose it to another. I'd I'd rather lose one over 20. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and and when I have, you know what they say, it's, it's repeated. It's important. Right. Uh, and when I have multiple people coming about multiple things, and it's a, it's a consistent ebb and flow and we sit down and we have coaching conversations and cause that's what we do. Right. We have the coaching conversations for success. You know, and, and if we if we can't have those right, then there's further documentation, so on and so forth. But I had to do it last year. It sucks. It's a band aid that you got to rip off, made of duct tape. I love that yeah. phrase. Rip it off. Well, Just be done with it. Don't don't pull look, it man, slowly. Rip it off. Matt Warner. Matt Warner said uh, he doesn't do ninety day reviews anymore. He does sixty day reviews, then ninety. 
because after 60, and this happened to me, I had a guy that I was having issues with, and it boiled down to he wasn't making enough money. And now I got that 60, 90 day rule in. 60 okay. days. Hey, man, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I got a report from your crew leader. He's telling me you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this. And, but we got an issue. You got an attitude. It's like, well, man, I mean, I'm out here working. I'm doing this. I'm, I've learned a lot. I'm just not making enough money. Yeah. You end up giving them a little more money and then the whole truck settles down. And everybody's happy. Yeah. So sometimes it's, it's you. As the owner, that's causing a problem on the truck. And I've had it happen to me. It ain't my fault. You ain't talking to me. <laughs> Sorry, saying. Yeah, exactly. I did 60 fault, and man. 90. But then I always tell the guys, like, if you come in and blow the doors off everybody and you're rocking and rolling, like, there's no, no. feeling. Right. There, and there's $4 an hour raises in, in, a, in a week. I've given a dollar in a month. I've given 50 cents in a year. Like, yeah, if look, you come and blow the doors off, like let's go. To me, there's you know. no black and white. It's all supply and demand. What do you got? What do we need? You know. So if you're producing, man, we'll give you a haircut like Shane Catton in a heartbeat. Get on in here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, Brian's talking about getting rid of his best guys, and we've had to do that too, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. But I've yeah. also done that, and, and this this is kind of a not even a comfortable topic. The whole thing, you know, HR deal is not comfortable at all. I've also done that, and you know, we've all kind of sensed a, a, a you know a weight being taken off your shoulders. You know, Luke Gibson said this one time to me, and I, I always I kind of carry this with me. Luke was saying, "Look, the moment." Uh, that I'm not comfortable. Luke Gibson, he's with Farm Fence Solutions. You know, they've got shops. Yeah. You know, they're 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 ag fencers. They, they built the Protex right there in Worthington, Indiana. You know, and and he made this comment, and he said, the moment that I come into my shop, I come into my work, I come into my establishment, and I am not comfortable because of someone. That's the moment that something needs to change. Yeah. You know? 100%. And I think um, because, Dan, we don't like that 36 hours of uncertainty, Shane, we don't want to fire you. Like, that's not what we're here to do. We didn't hire you to set you up so we can fire you. Like, we, you know, I'm speaking for myself here, but, like, I will come to work uncomfortable because I don't want to do that, you know? Uh, But I will say the more I do this, uh, your patience begins to lessen, I think, in a way, right? And you're like, hey, listen, I love you, brother. I want to see you do well. Mm-hmm. But that's some crap. And you know that's some it, crap, you know? It ain't yeah. nothing personal. It's just business. Yeah, you got to call yeah. it like it is, too, you know? So yeah. it goes both ways. And it's hard. It sucks. I, you know, I, I come from a mindset of, like, I just want people to get along. I want Dan to like Shane and Shane to like Dan. And my job is easy because... They're getting along for great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like? I got Dylan now. Uh, I'm like, uh, he's the operating. He's operations. Go mm-hmm. in the wrong office. <laughs> and then Dylan's like, what are you doing? I'm, like, I'm throwing you to the wolves, baby. Handle it. <laughs> Figure it out. That's Figure right. it out, baby. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, um, so this guy, Jeff. Uh, Sorensen. Sorensen. 
Yeah, he want he wants to know yep. uh, Shane's great story, which is a great story. We need to we need to really dive into it at some point. How about we How about we hit that at the end of the show? We stick on. Yeah. But we're gonna hit that. We had this question, and Cannon was like, "We should talk about this." I'm like, "No, we got to stick to HR." And then Jeff, thank, thank you, Jeff. Just banned Jeff from the page. Team Cannon came in with the question, and I was like, "No, we'll talk about that at a later time." We will. End of the <laughs> show. I want to catch you before we get off the show because it's a great story. I got a glimpse of it uh, prior to getting on camera tonight. Yeah. 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 Nice. So, well, you know, I mean, if we're going to jump back into the firing portion of it. Yeah. <laughs> are we, we going to fire people or no? What the, well, yeah. Sure. I, I'm, I'm waiting around. I got to go home. I want to fire somebody. Well, no. um, uh, you know, I, I want I want to say something. Hold on. I think I lost my train of thought. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. So how do you properly set someone up? to let them go because nowadays in today's society you gotta you know you gotta write a um what does dylan call it you gotta write them up so many write-ups then you let them go um i mean dude when i started this deal 20 plus years ago it was like uh uh, you're fired you know can't do that today yeah i did it the other day though i have to admit i think i think that's a that's a case by case you can do that. You can if you're now. Yeah, I mean, most. Yeah, I mean, we're 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 we at will employers. We are. You yep. know, Indiana. It's at will. Well, I mean, we're, we're an at will employer, but it just doesn't. But from the corporate know. environment, which is where Shane comes from, I guarantee you, they preach paper trail, paper trail, paper trail. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dylan mentioned that to me. He was like, "Hey, man, I get it. I wanted the guy gone too, but what does that show everybody else?" That hey, I could come in tomorrow and get fired. Mm. Yeah. So it's more about those homes that you set to your the rest of your team going, Hey, I could come in tomorrow and get fired because he just says, Hey, you're fired. I'm gonna fire Dan Wheeler from this show. We need to block him. How do we do that? Who did you say? Dan, Dan Wheeler. <laughs> so look guys, you hear that music? We have a podcast duel going on. Between us and the Fence Industry Podcast, the number two podcast, fencing podcast in the uh, universe. It doesn't even matter. Go over to OZ Fence and use our promo code MFL15. There's only one promo code at OZFence.com. That is MFL15. Use it. Save 15% on your purchase from OZ Fence. Dan Wheeler sucks. No, I'm kidding. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shane, can you do something for me? Can you say... Go to ozfence.store and use MFL15 for 15% off. Can you do that for me? It's the pay oh promo. Gosh. Don't say anything. Write, it, write, write it in the uh, write it in our notes, and I'll say it. That's a long one. It is a long one. Go to, to ozfence. at the bottom of the notes. I want you to say that. We're going to record it, and we're going to put that little dual music behind it because, damn, Will, we're out in the street. I'm ready, buddy. See you, Dan. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's been talking so much trash in our group text. Uh, like, made trash. Made the trash. I put Canon. If you look Canon up in uh, on Google, it's got Canon Johnson or Jackson Fence. Hey, 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 hey. Nicole, Nicole Plot from Mr. Fence. Nicole, say something, please. What? I saw your name pop up. Uh, anyway, uh, Canon's got the first place medal next to Jackson Fence in Google My Business. 
So I have him in my phone like that. So now I have Dan Wheeler in my phone with the second place medal. Mm. It's my vision. Two is not a winner and three nobody remembers. I am (laughs) number one. Nicole, there she is. There she is. Alan. Alan Edwards. Um, Freaking dude. So are we firing people or what? What's going on here? We're going to keep firing people. To the counts go. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, back to the at will thing. I mean, documentation, 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 you know. That's the corporate um, corporate background, that's, right? That, that's the corporate background. I would have to have a, a case with me to be able to present it, to get it approved, to be actually to get everything transacted and stuff like that. Because, right, what, what are we supposed to do as business owners and even HR professionals? Protect right? yourself from liability. Protect yourself. From, you're supposed to keep the company out of harm's way, right? So, how much is your average unemployment case? Like, you know, 32, 33 grand, right? If you were to lose, they get the full benefits and stuff, right? Like, granted, it's not necessarily coming out of your bank account, but that's all the unemployment stuff you pay throughout the year, right? You don't want that hit, you know? I mean, I could tell you, um, I'm, uh, I don't even know how many I've fought in my day, but I'm, I've, I've never lost one. So, Damn, boy. Uh, be- because of the right documentation, right? Um, I see a video of Shane firing Dan and Cannon to me. <laughs> well, you know, guys, everything was fed us all down. It was real, <laughs> but it wasn't real fun. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, doing that, uh, getting the documentation in place, right? Um, and I always tell folks, you know, if you're gonna, if if you think they need fired, do it yourself. Don't pawn it off. You know, a lot of times, um, even back to corporate, uh, I had to coach other peers. They're like, hey, this is going to be a rough term. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, why? If you got the data, you got the information, you got this. Yeah. Right, why would you pawn it off on somebody yeah. else when you got the information to back it? Right. Or the, uh, 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 you know what's going on. You know, yeah. I, I see a lot of that still happening these days. You've got to have the analytics, man. I had a guy going, why haven't I gotten a raise? Why haven't I gotten a raise? And uh, I was like, well, come on into the office. And then I printed out a sheet that showed that he'd been late like, 30 times out of, you know, 100 days. Yeah. That's part of the reason. So so if you term him, did you term that guy? Uh, No, because he put in his two weeks or whatever. (laughs) Not two weeks. I think he's leaving August 11th. So I was like, all right. Because I feel bad, man. I know he's leaving August 11th because he's moving out of state. And then if I let him go, he's not going to have any money, but he's a good worker. He just... Has an issue showing up late. 60% so, of the time. Yeah. So, time. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're keeping him on. Why, would you, why, why am I on the spot? I, I would have fired him. I would have had to fire him for that. For 30 well, days and 100 days. He's got a great question because this is something him and I have been talking about. Does Good Shepherd document write-ups? Do you keep it in the employee file? And there needs to yep. be good and bad. Good and bad. Not just bad. I, yeah, I do. The wins, yeah, on the wins and the opportunities, yeah. I document them all. You know, you get a verbal, even the verbal's documented. Hey, Richard, I gotta, yeah, I got to write you up for, for not setting this, this this project right. But hey, Richard, you also have in your file this compliment from Miss Susan, you know? Yeah. It's so not a one-to-one, we, you know, like one offsets the other, but they're still there. We document all of the, uh, we document everything on our payroll sheet when they're late, why they were late. Um, no call, no show. Pretty much if you're no call, no show, you're gone. Uh, Robert Lutcher, thank you, man. He says, hey, guys, I'm finally tied up. Thanks, bro. Thanks. Thanks, man. We appreciate that, Robert. We all love oh, a good binge. Way, yeah. At the bottom of the uh, Google <laughs> Doc, you'll see the uh, the uh, thing we need you to say. Um, yeah, so, so if... Um, 
if you go to terminate somebody, I had to learn this. I used to, I was a uh uh anyways, I learned this the hard way, right? If you go to terminate somebody, you need to uh, stick to the script, okay? You don't need to jump around. Like, if you're going to terminate somebody for calling in 30 days out of 100, that's why you terminate them. Hey, listen, Joe, I've got to let you go. We have an attendance policy here at Jackson Fence, and you are not adhering to it, and it's it's causing a major problem, and we just can't tolerate that. And for that reason, we're going to let you go. But like sometimes, that. sometimes people don't, you know, because they hate the process so much. They're like, look, you've got an attendance problem, man. And it's really making our job hard. And you also don't really build defenses the way I want you to. And you also, you know, they start tacking on all this other shit. It's like, well, damn, what are you fired me yeah. for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right. stick- that's not going to hold up in court. Yeah. Yeah. Pick, pick, what pick are you a, fighting? What yeah. are you fighting? Your wants and needs or what's actually happening? Right. Right. So pick, pick, pick what it is. I mean, what, what is it? Do you. I think if you start listening to all that, then it sounds like you're picking on the fella. You know what I'm saying? He didn't like my haircut. He didn't like the shirt I wore. He didn't like the socks I had. You know, he didn't like anything, you know? And, but he, you know, I, I like that attendance policy. Dylan, if you're listening, write that down, bro. All right. Yeah. We're like a, we're like kind of a, for, uh, once it gets to the documentation stage, we're like, it's like, oh, kind of man. Here we, go, here we right? go. Here we go. Here we go. Jeff Sorensen. Jeff, you got them questions tonight, bro. Thank you. Somebody sent him a sticker. What is your protocol on other team members? Am I cutting you off, Dan? Sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I'll what is your protocol, Shane, on other team members talking with team members about how much money they're making? Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't tell them they can't talk about it. Now, you could say, I highly advise you don't do this because it could lead to X, Y, and Z happening, disrupting this, that, and the other. But, right, your, your money is your confidential information. You know, if you want to go out and spread your confidential information, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but I mean, you know, legally, I can't tell somebody you can't talk about it. Just remember, I reserve the right to whip your ass if you do. So you can't <laughs> say if you tell somebody how much you make, that's grounds for no. Uh, termination. No, that's their that's their business. That's their that's their business. I mean, hey, uh, Dylan, so you're. Listening, scratch that off my uh, hiring. Yeah, no, you have to. They have to be able to talk. But listen, I we have, we've had this come up here, and I know if it's happened here, it's happened everywhere because we're not perfect, and neither is anybody else. All right, we have had people. Look, I had a freaking con- a, a, a meltdown here at this desk. Like it's probably been five or six months ago now. All right, so I always use different names to protect everybody. So Joe comes in, he's like, "Hey, man, we need to talk." Um, Bob and Steve, they're not getting along. Well, what's going on? Well, Bob is mad at Steve because Steve's the new guy, and Steve is making more than Bob. Uh, well, how does Bob know this? Well, they've been talking about it, you know? Um, well, okay. Um, what if I told you that wasn't true, Joe? <laughs> like, I know what they're both making, and Steve is not making more than Bob. You know, I don't know where that's come from. I've had this play out before to where, like, I don't know what they're doing. They're riding on the truck. All right, man, on three, how much you make? 20, 19, 40. You know, everybody just throws out a number, you know? And everybody lied to everybody. About how much they were making? And everybody got pissed off about that. Because nobody was willing to say, hey, I was bullshitting you. You know I know mean? you guys do it. And everybody was mad at each other. And I was like, listen, man, I ain't going to sit here. I'm not going to tell you what he makes. That's not my job. But I, can, I will tell you this because you're sitting here and now everybody's mad. He lied to you, you lied to him, and now he's mad because y'all are both lying to him, you know? 
Drama. Yeah, you know, drama. And that's crazy, bro. That is crazy. Like, man, no, Steve is not made more than Bob. Well, Steve said he did. Well, uh, you, you know. <laughs> we should use Kevin Steve. That's what we should Kevin use. Steve. Steve. Something's Kevin going on Steve. there, man. Victor Vasquez has been selling fence. We need to get to the bottom of that. That needs to be a break. Getting in. it done. Weekends, oh. weekdays, nights, evenings. Easter. A whole new branch in Idaho or somewhere. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. How many no calls, no shows in a row before termination? Mm. Ooh, Susan. Three. That's a long time to wait. Wait, what? Did you say three? Yeah. Missed a whole damn yeah. week. It, it is, that like, is that like the norm for the industry? That's that's the norm that I brought over from the corporate world. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, like if somebody's going to no call, no show one day, I mean, what I mean, what if there was an emergency that happened or something like that, right? Hey, I couldn't get to you. Now, sometimes it's okay. Hey, you got your cell phone. You got a smoke signal. You got a pager. You got a pay yeah. phone. Figure it out, right? The um, <laughs> guy told me he was so sick. I couldn't pull my phone up to call you, and it was, was dead. So sick, I couldn't pick up the phone to respond to your text. And I said, um, hey, man, I understand. I've been that sick before. So what, what time did you end up waking up? He said, 1 o'clock. And I was like, well, how do you know that? Your watch? He said, my phone. I was like, uh, the phone that you couldn't pick up to text me on? And he just looked at me. I was like, no, that's fine. I get it. I'm out of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you see the way my bank account is set up. You got to. <laughs> and you don't pay me enough anyways. Three no-call, no-show. Susan, I'm coming to work for you if you take that. And I'm no-calling, no-showing twice. And that's some crap, man. That's to yeah. me. That's just disrespectful. I, uh, I'm pretty close to the to the one. Like, just don't do that. You know what I mean? Do not not come to work and not call me. That's pretty. Yeah. Damn. I'll be honest. Knock on wood. We don't have the problem. But I mean, yeah. You I might now after you <laughs> after I they find it. out. Hey guys, did you did you know we could call in or not call in three days in a row? <laughs> hey, you know what? I like that you just said because Robert Looker says. What if you can't afford to replace him? You know what, Robert? You can't afford to keep him because what happens is you're rewarding a bad employee or a bad team member, whatever you want to call them. Or a bad behavior or whatever. Bad behavior. So then the other guys think, hey, I can do this because it's okay. I'll give you a prime example. I hired two guys and they're brand new. I'm watching on the cameras. They come in in the morning. They go straight to the trailer. They start taking all the all the stuff off the trailer. We got one trailer for debris that we throw on, and we take it to the dump whenever we need it. Two weeks in, they're not doing it anymore. So we had a Monday morning meeting. I call them in. I'm like, hey, man, I noticed when y'all went in the yard, y'all like cleaning off the trailers first thing, and uh, you're not doing it anymore. I'm just wondering why y'all stopped. It's not a big deal. I'm just curious. Oh, well, Mr. Dan, we, you know, we were just trying to stay busy. And then when we realized in the morning, everybody else just kind of, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we didn't do it anymore. So rewarding bad behavior causes good team members that are behaving properly and doing what they're supposed to be doing. It causes them to not do what they're supposed to do. Something so just happened. You can't afford to not get rid of them. Ken, what are you doing with the uh, thing, man? Now I'm on top of. Bro. I have now no we're all idea. together. I feel. You know what I feel, I feel like? like the Brady Bunch right now. 
Dude, I'm going to get one of them big old, oh, big old things. Broadcaster. Yeah, broadcaster, like NASCAR. Exactly. I kind of like this yeah. view. Cannon, you need to move a little to your left. So we're doing this thing. I can't talk about it a whole lot, but Cannon and I are doing this media thing. And um, I am getting a big, huge foam thing for my uh, mic. And Dan Wheel, you're not invited. So I just wanted to let you know that Dan Wheel will will not be there. (sighs) Look at here, Nicole winning the Human Resources Challenge. I always call their emergency contacts to make sure they're okay. If we don't hear from them, want to give them benefit of the doubt before Martin no call, no show. So now their emergency contact knows they suck. Like, yeah, bro, your your husband did not wake up and go to work. Or your son. I've done it. And they'll be like, wait a minute, they're not at work? (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, um, they haven't been to work in a a couple days. They're like, what What do you mean? I'm like, well, okay, it was nice talking to you. You got to figure some stuff out. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That's, That's awkward. Wow. Nicole just like the MyFence Life top fan. Hell yeah, she's awesome. Like, so getting everybody to fill out emergency contacts. Get it done. Hey, it's awesome. 7 o'clock and uh, Joe's not here yet. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I love it. So, um, John Waitie. I love John's comments. He says, we do the same. You miss a day for a BS reason, take the rest of the week off. Some people actually enjoy that, John. Like, damn, thank you. (laughs) That's true. We've done that a couple times. I was late to work because I had to go get a pedicure, and they still made me work. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, did you see what Brian just said? (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I tell everyone that Dan Wheeler said it isn't working out when I want to fire someone. <laughs> Give him. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. I love you. Wow, that's funny. So you can't listen to like your inner inner weakness. You just got to do stuff sometimes. Yeah, you know, document it and do it. Document it and do it. Uh, do you have Do you have a form like a, a write up form that you use that's standard? Hey, we wrote you up. Sign this. Here's a copy for your records. Do you do yeah, that? yeah, yeah, and, and technically you don't have to give them a copy, but because um, it's your record, not theirs. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean if, if I mean if it's something, I mean I'll, I'll write it up. Like I said, you got the four strikes, I got the four boxes. If we're documenting, hey, it's verbal. Here's the situation. I probably got fifteen, sixteen different boxes I could choose from, from safety to work performance to really? uh, 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 right. And I need then a from copy there, of that chain. We're checking. I'll send it to you. It's not a problem. Then I'm checking. Then I'm filling in the verbiage. Um, what's happening? Situational. What led up to the situation? Right. And then at the end, as always, any policy Nicole would know leading up to and including termination. Right. Mm-hmm. You always want to put that in there because you can fire for you know a lot of reasons. But uh, yeah, we document them. We get it done. And and uh, yeah, they stay in their folder electronically. And I have a paper copy. Yeah, I need a copy of a blank one of those and one filled out so I have an idea how you're doing it. It's never uh, it's never hurt me on the unemployment side, I'll tell you that. So Really? It, it works itself out. Yeah. So you have people file unemployment, you're like, hey, here's all their write-ups, this and that. Here's write-ups, here's time card screenshots, here's the policy they signed, here's what they failed, here's where they, you know, wow. here's where they 
text me to, you know, piss off on the posse or something like that. Right. Like right, right. I, I try to, I try to get all that stuff. Cause if I, I really, once I send it to unemployment, I don't need them calling me other than to tell me I won. You know, I, I really don't want to leave loose ends. So, so, so speaking of loose, I got, I got one for you. Um, we talk about all this stuff and this, this is one of those topics that kind of, it doesn't make you feel that great. Right. Nobody likes talking. And we don't like doing it. We don't like talking about it, but it's something that has right. to happen. Now, Shane, I almost said, well, you know, let's, let's kind of counterbalance this a little bit. Let's talk about culture. How, how do you go about with, with this same mindset of having to write people up? Having, how do you also focus on the, the positive of your team and how do you build a good atmosphere to work in, you know? But then before I even asked you, I was like, I'm going to answer the question for him. That way I don't put him on the spot. You know what? Taking care of these problems is part of that journey. You know, you can't have a this blossoming culture atmosphere that people want to work for with a bunch of damn rotten eggs that don't do anything that they're supposed to do. You know, you yeah. can't have both. You know, so no. weeding these 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 problems out. And I hate to refer to a person as a problem, but sometimes it's what what it is. You know, you got to. This is a, this just isn't the, the position for you. This just isn't the place for you. You know, I'm not I, saying I let, guy, I let a guy two weeks ago, man, and I had two of my guys come up to me and say thank you. No, yeah. I was like, what? Never had that happen before, ever. Hey, thank you for getting rid of that guy. So Shane, what are you? What like, are you doing? I'm oh, sorry, Dan. I thought you were done. No, and I was like, uh, you do realize you got to work harder tomorrow. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't care. Thank you. Actually, this is my buddy, my good buddy, Cannon Johnson of Jackson Fence. Smart guy. Uh, he is a smart guy. I'm hooked up with Labor Finders. Good looking, too. Hey, I need a guy tomorrow morning, and we had somebody, a body that showed up, and we worked them, and it is what it is, you know? Labor Finders is the bomb, first of all. That takes yeah. all this HR crap out the window. Like, you know, you make a phone yeah. call. There is no interview. There is no choosing. They're going to send you who they send you. And if you don't yeah. like them, you say, hey, look, Labor Finders, I don't like this guy. That's the end of it. There's no paper trail. There's no sitting down. There's no 36 hours even. There's just like, huh. No, you guys both use labor finders. You yeah. like it? Yeah, I do. You know what I like about labor finders? My guys will call me like two hours into the day. And they're like, uh, this guy is horrible. I'm like, really? We have to work on four hours. So uh, give me a shout in two hours. Let me know how he's doing. Mm. They call me in two hours. He's not doing anything. He's on his phone. He won't do this. He won't do that. He won't use a skill saw, blah, 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 blah. So I called labor finders like, hey, old boy's not working out. I'm at my four-hour minimum. And uh, But if yeah. it's that bad, I, I, I will opt to just send them home. I'll pay the four hours. I'll just get them out. Get them out of here. No, yeah. I, I wait the four. I get my four hours worth. But, man. But I just hired a guy off of labor finders. Yeah. And he's doing well. I mean, we had a little hiccup yesterday, but um, I think, that's because Dylan hired him while I was out of town, and Dylan didn't have the sheet to go through everything with him to go over over stuff. But uh, I'm going to go over that with him Friday when he picks up his check and make sure we're all on the same page. Brian, uh, Tennessee is right to work. Uh, Dan, what about Louisiana? Right to work. Shane. And one party recording, too. Shane, you right to work? Yeah, we are. Even still, though. Unemployment's a real thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So then Alan Bowding asked this question. I love this question. He said, how bad is it really to pay unemployment? We pay unemployment tax all the time. We do. 
really so, bad. So if somebody leaves, I've never had to pay unemployment. Are, are they really? just using that 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 fund that I've already built up? Yeah, they're using yeah they're using the fund you build. It's not like they say, hey, can you owe me seventeen thousand dollars? Boom, take it out of your bank account. So where's like, the yeah. problem? Where's, you see what I'm saying? Like, what if you do have well, to you pay unemployment? Pay yeah, but we've already paid the tax on the front end. No, no. But what am I missing? You wouldn't have to pay it in the first place. Wouldn't it be nice if you didn't have to pay that tax in the first place? They charge me anyways. Six years, I've never had one, and they still charge me unemployment every. Trying to say. Huh? Yeah. Would it be nice for six years if they did not charge you that unemployment tax, and you wouldn't have paid six years of that? Look, I can see Cannon right now. I can see his mind ticking. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm, I'm, Somebody just so they can get unemployed. But I'm like, man, they still they still damn take it, and I've never used it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what do I deal with my money? Or you're paying somebody else's unemployment. Yeah. So yeah. Social Security. I just I just don't understand where the money comes from, and if I end up filing a claim, does my percentage increase, and I have to pay more into the pool? You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, they're taking money out from the from the very beginning. You know what I mean? That's a Matt, that's a Matt Warner question. Woo! That's true. Yeah, I mean, it goes in your FUTA fund, F-U-T-A fund, but yeah. I mean, I, I never want that fund to be hit. I mean, like, regardless yeah, but, but, if my yeah. bank account or not. If it know, doesn't still, get hit, though, you don't get it back. It ain't like, hey, man, congrats. Here's your unemployment money back that you didn't use. Oh, Ryan said your rate goes up, but not much since it goes off the last two employees if they didn't work there long. That's true. Thank you, Brian. Thank yeah. you. So, so you don't want to pay unemployment because you know if you if you have a two percent or whatever unemployment rate, if you begin to have claims, your rate might go up to four percent, which in turn you're not paying for that person's unemployment, but you're now you're paying a, a higher percentage because you're more likely to have unemployment claims. I guess that's true. Yeah, true. Which takes me back to like the right to work state should mean that we shouldn't have unemployment. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. That's hundred percent true. Jeez, dude, we need to do a show on hiring guys, hiring uh, Spanish guys. What that don't have their proper paperwork? Oh, need to do a show on it because what you just said reminds me of the. It doesn't make sense. We're a right to right to hire state, but we got to pay unemployment tax that we never use. Well, it's there. You see what I'm saying? It's there. But we just never used it. You know what I mean? And we're not getting it back. You know, don't make no mistake. See, Brian, this is what I've always thought, Brian. I needed somebody to tell me this. He says, you would never notice if a few people got it, not worth your time to fight. That's what I've always thought. Like, so what? Go get unemployment. I've already paid it, bro. You know what I mean? You're not hurting my feelings. <laughs> That's really how I've always thought about this, you know? So. It ain't like, well. Look right to you. Cannon, because we, uh, because because you 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 let these people go and you've got all your paperwork, we're going to take all this money that you poured into this unemployment. We're actually going to fix the potholes out in front of y'all shop. That's not that's not you know that's not what happens. <laughs> you know, they just I'm keep waiting for our potholes to be fixed. They just keep the money regardless. So I'm with Brian on this. Like fire them, let them go. I think, we should, I think they should fix your gate. <laughs> it goes into your shop. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> How many times did you place it? Cannon had a gate at the front of his shop. You haven't been here in a long time. I got a, a really nice cantilever gate out here. Really nice. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Nobody's hit it lately? No. 
right, we good. You just came in a period of time where we were, you know, struggling and people kept running our shit over and we couldn't fix it. And it's like, <laughs> just keep hitting that gate. <laughs> Who yeah. was hitting it? Damn, dude, in like a two-month period, I'm just going to put them out there. I don't care. Steven's pipe hit it. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Look, we had two different vendors hit it three different times. So, like, it was like Steven's capital Steven's. And I was like, geez, like, <laughs> in like three months, like, we would turn around and fix it, and then, boom, it's hit damn. again. And they wouldn't even tell you, bro. Like, you just look outside and be like, well, damn, who's? Random gate and half the fence over. Well, well, you want to know who has not hit my gate? Had to be that semi that was here a while ago. You know, Southwest Automated Security. That's right. true. Access control needs. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, they have not hit my gate. Thank you. Yeah, thank so, you, Brian. Brian's agent started funding me. Go fund me to fix Cannon's gate. Yeah, for real, bro. The backup resource fund for when it gets hit again. <laughs> Yeah, so now we got this nice cantilever gate, and somehow it does not get hit. I don't know how, but it doesn't. So, when it comes to firing, write-ups? Three write-ups? Yeah, yeah. I give them, yeah, one documented verbal. I give them three official, like, first written. Oh, really? So it's four? The, the verbal, I document the verbal. If I'm if I'm having to sit down and have a conversation, like, Cannon, you know, we got a problem with your tennis and that and the other. I know, you know, we've talked about this. You know, I'm verbally documenting this next time it moves into a different stage, right? If I got a guy that's consistently late or something. Now, we have incentive programs in place to really, you know, uh, hinder all of that stuff. So, I mean, I'll be honest, before I put my attendance policy in place and different things and profit sharing and all that stuff, I mean, right. you have your average Joe that walks in at, you know, start time seven, you know, realistically, you'd be clocking at 655, he'd roll in 742. You know, you know like, so what? I'm having an issue with the attendance of my co-host of My Fence Life. Like today, we had a three o'clock Zoom and we had to push it back to 310. I can write Cannon up for that? Easily could. Easily. Okay. Cannon, check your email. Write me I'm up. Docu- I'm, I'm documenting it. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> you're going to fire me, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> Take a team. <laughs> Uh, so Matt Lowry says, do these write-ups expire? I would think that's a per company standard. That is a good question because um, Dylan's got a good friend that works for uh, Sam's Club. And they're on a point system. So um, what happens is is you get so many points for mess-ups, but then after a certain amount of time, if a point is so old, it falls off. So you might have five points before you get fired. Mm-hmm. But the first point, if it was six months ago, it falls off and now you're at four. And then you go another six months and you're at three. And then, oh, you get another point, it's four. So it's some kind of little system that Sam's Club uses. And Joe and I have talked about it. But I, I like the way it works. I think it's great because it says, hey, I messed up. I'm making things right. Why? Ten years later, do I have three points on my record, and I haven't gotten a bad point in eight years? You know, yeah, yeah. So it, it's a, it's a catch twenty two doing it. I mean, obviously you have the uh, the hey, I'm kind of giving you the uh, the break and stuff like that. Then you got the guys that played the system. Mm-hmm. 
So, oh shoot, I got a I got a point falling off. So we I can do something next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen it done. I mean, I worked at a company one time where you had like fourteen write ups in a rolling calendar year, and and you had to you were kind. Of, I mean, I was looking at a chart. Like, is this one falling off? And they're like, I know mine's falling off next week. I'm going to take off next Wednesday, FYI. And I'm like, finding the loopholes of how to get an extra day off without getting punished. Yeah. Brian yeah, said you have to fire them before they come back for a no show because yeah. even if you have them come back and work one hour, they will get unemployment. 100% true. Yeah. What did Nicole say? Read that, Cannon. You would definitely notice if you didn't fight all the claims, if all the benefits were exhausted by former employees, your experience rating would go up to replenish. So basically your unemployment, if 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 you didn't fight these claims and everybody that got let go, got unemployment, eventually you're going to notice because they're going to be like, hey, man, there's no more money in here. We can't pay all these people. Therefore, you have to not just pay what you got to pay now. You got to pay a surplus to get caught back up, I guess. you know Who, who, who is Nicole? She's the human resources for Mr. Fence in Indiana. And Mr. Really? Fence Academy. And Mr. Fence Academy. Oh. And she's pretty yeah. cool. She's, she's really cool, actually. Bomb.com. Bomb.com. She knows her shit, bro. Yeah, like, she does. Where did she come from? Um, there was something else I was going to talk about with uh, kind of related to that, but maybe it went away. I need to walk through a doorway and come back to me. <laughs> Have you heard that? If you forget something, like walk through a door, it'll come back to you. Uh, I have no. to go back to the room and then look. Maybe, I, but I never left. Did I leave? Please don't let me answer that. Oh, I tell you what it was: unemployment. So look, we're talking about keeping unemployment down. Zach Payton taught us this on the episode of My Fence Life, probably episode twenty-five or so. Um, Zach Payton was telling us about this is not to do with unemployment, but it is a human resource task. Okay, if you have someone that's injured on the job and they file a work compensation claim and that is paid out say they shoot themselves with a nail gun they're suicidal and they decide to shoot themselves with a nail gun okay now they're gonna go and get fixed and depending on the injury the doctor will likely say hey you're on light duty you're not gonna be able to build fence right now a lot of the time, that employee will think, okay, well, there is no light duty when it comes to building fence. Therefore, I'm off. I'm going home. What you have to do is say, no, you're not off. I need you to come here, and I need you to sort these papers. I need you to watch this training video. I need you to count how many vehicles to drive by the front of the property, you know, whatever. And you pay right. them for their time, you know. And that is a no time loss situation, which your work comp, if, if that guy goes home, what happens, Shane? Your work comp kicks in and begins to pay that guy's lost time, his lost yeah, wages. Right. And then, right. yeah, then what's happened? Then, then your, your, yeah, your percentage, everything starts going up. You know what I mean? Bring that guy to work. Give him something to do. You know? Give him something to we do. Get Matt Warner to talk about my ratings, man. That is a big deal. She said, uh, Nicole says, put them at a desk. They will hurry back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, don't punish them, but like, you know, hey, bro, I need to know how many paper clips are in this jar. If you don't mind, count these. And when you get done counting those, uh, I know it says we got 500 sheets of paper or that thing, but we count those for me. Can you undo it and then recount just to make sure we're good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, yes, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, 
it is a thing. And honestly, man, like we've we've done it here, and it honestly it it helps that person kind of see other sides of the business, you know. And you might actually find out that damn, he's actually a uh, this guy needs to be in sales, or this guy needs to be a paper pusher, or this guy needs to be a paperclip counter, you know, <laughs> whatever. Like you might actually find a better job for that person, you know. <laughs> You've been running out every month. I need to know the inventory. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I know you counted these paper clips before, but I can't remember what you told me. No, I don't. How many paper clips do we have? 4,682. And we, believe and we, yeah. was it 81 or 82? I can't. <laughs> and I had Nicole use some. I told her to count how many she used, and then she didn't count them. And yeah, I just need you to count them again. <laughs> <laughs> We always yeah, tan rocks, tan rocks in the lot, baby. <laughs> Our rocks are looking pale. Man, I was on light duty at a job when I was like 18 because I hurt my back. And uh, they had me with a plastic rake raking the rock uh, parking lot. Mm-hmm. You make sure you get all the trash out of the rock. With a little tykes rake. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it was a nice size plastic rake. But I was like, this. Uh, you say a my size? What did you just say? It was a normal. A life size? Person. What did you say? You said something weird, bro. I don't know. I don't know. A my size. You know those my size Barbies? <laughs> cre- <laughs> creepy, bro. <laughs> you walked into a dark room. <laughs> and <it'd> be a- <laughs> Where's my gun? A three and a half. <laughs> a three and a half foot blonde Barbie just <laughs> in the corner. Oh man, that's creepy. So man, I'm looking at your notes here, uh, Shane, that you took of my online application. Oh wow! Please note, answer all questions truthfully. Even if you think it will prohibit you from getting hired, here at Fence Camp, we have positions for everyone and are dedicated to helping people overcome obstacles and become successful. That's right, man. I think it's badass. That's one of the that's that's one of the cleanest statements I've seen up top because that's what we're here to do. Sure. They didn't hear none of that. Exactly. <laughs> regardless, of what, regardless of what's going on. I think that is probably one of the best starting phrases yeah. I've seen on an app. Shout so out. Let me ask you this. Is this wrong to do? Because I do this. I will ask my guys if they have a high school education. If Can I ask that? Yeah. Okay. So if they don't, are you interested in getting one? And they look at me. They're like, well, yeah, man, it would be nice if I had my GD. Like, what if I just upgraded you to a PhD? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sign- oh, wait, that's the bachelor's. Uh- <laughs> so, uh, I'm like, hey, post hole diggers, bro, post hole diggers. You do realize that uh, North Shore Technical Institute is a college and they offer GD classes on, you know, Wednesdays and Fridays at 7 p.m. If you like, I can make sure that you're off in time on those days so you can go get your GED. Well, they're, like, they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, really. I want you to get your high school diploma. Um, driver's license. Yeah, um, I, do. I ask them, hey, do you have your driver's license? I see here you put all legal to ask. Um, yeah. To, to ask that. And then I'm like, so why don't you have your driver's license? Uh, I got tickets. I can't afford them. Well, guess what? We can work out a deal where I can keep X amount of dollars out your check. You call, find out what it's going to cost to get your driver's license back. And when we reach that amount, 
let's go get your driver's license, man. Um, I've had people say, hey, man, I do have a dependency problem. Okay, well, you know, if that's the case and you want to work for Fence King. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D. Let's, uh, let's work something out to where uh, I can make sure you're off on Wednesday. You AA meeting or whatever it <laughs> Keep it together, Shane. Keep it together. Can I, can I do that? <laughs> Ken, I'm trying to be serious. I know. I feel like me and Shane are brothers, though, man. Like I, We're not even in the same room, but I can look down there at that corner of the street, and I'm like, he's, he knows I'm looking at him. <laughs> I know. I don't even look. I'm looking out the window, not looking. No. no you're right. I, I've sponsored many a driver's license, uh, 100%. Yeah. I like you're giving me ideas on the GED. I uh, just took a note. I like that. Yeah, man. I mean, I want... I want people to succeed, mm-hmm. and no, no. if and I'm hoping you stay here. And if we're a stepping stone, you know what? Worst case scenario, you're out there talking good about the fence king and how they were great to work for, and they helped you get your GED. They helped you, you know. They were concerned about your dependency problem, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean that's where I'm at, man. Without a doubt, yeah. Grow professionally, personally, and in your career. It, hopefully, you stay with me. And if not, we understand. But hopefully, you'll learn something. You can take something with you. That's what I always say. Yeah. I think this is a great time for Chain to uh, do our recording. Huh? Did you put the thing down there? It's at the bottom of the Google Doc, man. Highlighting yellow. Can't oh, we wow. got to be quiet while he says this because we're going to use it later. Okay. Let me get my thing going. See it? It's all the way down at the bottom, Shane. Okay, go to OzarkFence.store. No, just don't say it. Okay, all right. Okay, all right, yeah. All right. When, you hear the right, beep, you when you hear the beep, we're good. Let's do it. All right, quiet, audience. Quiet in the audience. Three, just, two, one. Oh, oh wait. Oh, I thought you were doing a sound with it. Sorry. Damn, Sorry. bro. <laughs> when you hear when you hear the beep, when you hear the beep, I thought you were doing the sound like we did last. All right, hit it now. Three, two, one. Go to OzarkFence.store and use the MFL fifteen for the fifteen percent off for all fence fittings and all gate hardware. All orders over one hundred fifty dollars get free shipping. That is MFL one five for fifteen percent off at OzarkFence.store. Wow. Take that, Dan Wheeler. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear a playback. Come on. Hey, guys, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but from August 1st to August 31st, we are having a competition with Dan Wheeler. That was good. Of the uh, Fence Industry Podcast. That was fire. Don't, need, don't go listen to it. It's really a horrible show. Go to OzarkFence.store and use the MFL 15 for the 15% off for all fence fittings and all gate hardware. All orders over $150, yet free shipping. That is MFL15 for 15% off at OzarkFence.store. So we are having this. Wow. That's why you're going to be hearing this music every time we talk about Dan Wheeler. Because we're going to have a good old-fashioned duel with his podcast. And uh, Joe Everest said that whoever has the highest amount of sales on their promo code, which ours is MFL15, uh, whoever has the highest amount of sales, he's going to go ahead and donate five hundred dollars to our favorite charity. Boom! So, send, yeah, me your, uh, send me your Venmo, Shane. We appreciate that. Huh? I said, send me your Venmo. That was that was a high quality audio we just got. It was. 
And we just did it live. Like everybody was watching this happen. Awesome. Oh, go to ozarkfence.store and use the MFL 15 that, for the 15% that sound off great. for all fence fitting. Put some music behind it. Go to ozarkfence.store and use the MFL 15 for the 15% off for all fence fittings and all gate parts. Yeah, all orders over 100. Let, let Mr. Producer mess with that. He's going to dress it up really nice. And I believe it. I can't wait to hear that one from Mr. Producer. <laughs> oh, it's going to sound good. And Dan Wheeler, I just want to let you know that uh, Mr. Shane Catton, being that we paid him, he is exclusively the voice of My Fence Life Podcast. So please do not contact him for voiceovers. Shane, you did not know that, did you? <laughs> Uh, we discussed it. We we did discuss it. I'm I'm game. I'm game. He's game. Mr. Produ- Mr. Producer said I needed a sound booth. So all right. So all right, guys. Let's get, we're sliding in the home plate here. Jeff Sorensen, are you still here, bro? Jeff, 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 Jeff. Where are you at, Jeff? Mike, check, check, Jeff. All right. Listen, he asked a question earlier. How did you end up with? Good Shepherd Fence, one and two. Oh yeah, yeah. There, but there is a pod, there's a whole podcast about this. But but you know, we give us give us the give us the two minute answer. Quick and dirty. How did you Cliff. quick and dirty? How how'd you how did you hook up with Good Shepherd? Yeah, so quick and dirty on Good Shepherd, real quick. So originally started in '96, um, closed down in 2005. So a business partner and a good friend of mine, Chad Barnes, started the business. I uh, was in for you know 20 plus years. Got out. Him and his brother were owned car lots and all kinds of stuff. Went back and forth and all that. And he got out of that. And then three years ago, uh, one of his lead installers was like, "Yo, let's get the band back together." Uh, so they fired the same phone number back up fire the same website back up and the floodgates opened um, and they needed help. Uh, they only had a couple team members at the time. Uh, I was working for walmart.com uh, as, as an HR director. Uh, and then Jacob, my business partner, was a global supply chain guy for Honda. So um, we, I took a leave of absence from Walmart at the time because I had an opportunity to do it right before covid um, jumped into the books, jumped into the crews, the teams, the marketing, and everything, um, and saw saw if one of the best industries I've ever been in. Number one, mm-hmm. uh, and saw great teams, saw great customers, uh, and saw an opportunity uh, with a great brand. And so I, I ran with it. And uh, probably about fifty days into my sixty, I took it from five to fifteen guys, um, and we kind of kept moving. Uh-huh. I told Jacob, "Hey, it's it's it's." It's the water's warm. Jump in, quit Honda. He did that. Uh, we kind of just grabbed the reins, took it on from there. We we purchased um, uh, a part of the business from Chad's business partner, and then recently took over majority um, of the company. We started a supply business in the meantime, so we we do supply, we do install, commercial, residential, temp fence, gates, automation, you name it, hand railing, whatever. Uh, and now, two and a half years later, um, you know with with 950% growth, you know, revenue side and 600% wow. in staff and everything like that. Um, I'm on we've, the, we've made the leading podcast in again. the fence world. Great job. Yeah. Exactly. Now I'm on it twice, twice, count it two times. But no, it's been fun. I mean, I've, I left corporate America. Our, our, our motto was we didn't leave it to be number two. So what's it take to be number Ooh. one in culture, number one yeah. in talent, number Shakes. one in install quality? And and that's that's what we we pride ourselves in the so, follow up and everything all so the way down to answering the phone. Two and a half years, Shane's been been with the Good Shepherd Fence Company. How old is the Good Shepherd Fence name? 
the Good Shepherd Fence name, uh, like I said, Chad started in 96. So, I mean, let's do So, who, who are the owners? You? Jacob and myself, Jacob Barnes and myself are majority. Um, and then Chad, Chad's still there. He's uh, slowly, slowly making his way towards retirement on a boat in Florida. And we're helping with that. Okay. Um, but we, you know, we all, all kind of three of us, Jacob and I are majority. Um, but we do everything on the supply side, install side. And we utilize Chad as a, a, a I mean, a lot, you know, almost 30 years of fence knowledge. I'll be right. the first guy to tell you. I mean, you know, Dan, Ken, you guys could probably go out and install me. You could get out, troubleshoot me or whatever that may be. Um, but you can't outfire me. I had to learn fast. I, I mean, I was thrown into it just like a lot of yeah. my HR jobs. They're like, here's the manual. Here's your laptop. Go figure it out. Right. You know? and so I jumped in. I'm like, there's my sales vehicle. There's my clipboard. There's my tape. Yep, let's go. I got to figure this stuff out. Right. You right. know, and so now we're, I mean, we work with everybody from, you know, sports teams to, uh, you know, large companies to storage facility. You know, you, you name it, we're there. What uh, about and, the, uh, and, wait, wait, and he just sold his largest residential jobs. Which is, I was like, wait, that's residential. That's true. That's true. Sweet, yeah. From Sweet. digger, digger, especially was it courtyard? Digger, yeah, yeah. It was this courtyard series. Yeah, wow. um, one thousand yeah, series. How much was that sale? Residential job. How much was that sale? Uh and he ended up going oh, with the cheaper. So. The op- he he went to the cheaper of the options, but it was about one hundred and forty-five. Wow, good job, man. Good job. Right, that's freaking amazing. Dollars. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, he, it, it's an interesting situation. He bought a, a neighborhood, or he well, he bought a former estate <laughs> of somebody up here, which he's turning into a neighborhood. He bought a small town. Yeah, right. yeah, he, he bought 120 acres, so called a small town. Well, yeah. so but yeah, no, it, it's good. I mean, and I was like, how'd you hear about us? He's like, man, your your name, your marketing, wow. your trucks, you guys are around, you do great work. Good job. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking to anybody else, and I I. <laughs> Pride in my team, pride in the company, and and, and pride in all, all of our work. That's what it's all about. To, 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 I'm going to pull a loose cannon right here. Let's do it. When you said trucks around town, marketing, so my son Dylan's like, hey, I'm going to bid his job. I'm like, dude, don't waste your time. I've bid, I've, I've bid those jobs for 20 years. You never get them. Blah, 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 blah. Right? He's just saying. Mm-hmm. Ooh. This little bastard is getting all these jobs. And I talked to two of them that he's gotten. And both of them, I was like, hey, man, why'd you pick Fence King? Well, your reputation around town, your marketing, and I see your trucks everywhere. Yeah. So I told Dylan, I was like, you know, I'm telling you not to bid these jobs because you're wasting your time. But back when I was a one-truck guy with magnets on the side, right? Didn't even have my fence company name. It just said, need a fence and a question mark in my phone number. Nice. That's why I, that's why I wasn't getting the jobs. Mm-hmm. But now they look at it as, as they, we built trust in the community. and Established brand. Yeah. Yeah, an established brand. So, yeah, man. I, I, so, yeah, we're getting jobs that now I'm just like, all right, bid it. But just remember, you're going on that job to make sure it runs smoothly. Right. Yeah. So you know, uh, I, I got another question. With a name like Good Shepherd and the Fish, it's obviously a Christian-based foundation. <laughs> are you guys running? Dan, like, I see Dan over here. Are you guys kind of running similar to the Chick-fil-A deal? 
Yeah. It's always our pleasure. It's always our pleasure. (laughs) No, I mean, it's, it's about the morals you instill in your guys. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not pushing anything on anybody, but it's, it's doing the right thing when nobody's watching. It's doing good work. It's, I mean, I mean, I'll just be honest and, and I don't post it. I don't talk about it a lot, but I mean, our guys have, uh, we were, they were on a job site a month ago and, uh, and an elderly lady fell down in her house next door. Old guy comes out. He's like, I need help. I, my guys stop with it. They're doing kill the beaver. They go over, they pick her up. They call EMS. They help. I mean, uh, three months ago, four months, yeah, four months ago, I had a, uh, a crew stop on the side of the highway and use their fire extinguisher to put out a burning car. That's cool. And it's like, I mean, and that right there is, I mean, I'm, a, I mean, if you didn't care, you're driving past it, you know? Right. right. And you're, you're here to look out for not community. you, your right. team, your, I mean, cause we're solution providers for the community, right? You know, yeah. they have a, they have a need, they have a want, they got a security, we're solution providers, right? I love so that. That, that's, that's what we should be doing. Um, and I mean, I, it sends chills up my spine to know that our team does that when nobody's even watching. I mean, half the time they don't even tell anybody until like a week later and they're like, oh yeah, you didn't, oh, I guess I didn't tell it, but yeah, no, the, the Buick was on fire on 465. So we, we put the fire out and I'm like, do you need a new fire extinguisher now? Recharge like, it. Oh. They're like, yeah, yeah, we do. But it, yeah, I'm like. Well, in, in case it happens again, you need to be ready. Yeah, I was like, do I need to put two in there now? Is there like, but it, it's stuff like that. You just instill good traits, good character traits in guys. And even if they're not there, you can coach them to the opportunity. Wow. Um, and yeah. that's what it's about. Doing good work, great customers, great team members, and the math adds up. Shane, I'll tell you do, what. Wait, wait, we do this thing called Bags of Hope. So you know how everybody goes to a hotel and then yeah. they end up stealing all the soaps and all that good stuff, right? Yeah. Well, we end up collecting all that. And then we collect school bags. <laughs> He's like, you know how they steal all the Wait, soap? So you we're went, we're you the guys. Them all out of the Hilton down the road is what you're telling me? <laughs> no, I didn't when the cleaning lady was not looking? Wow. You know you know how they take all the soap and the shampoo? Well, we're those guys. We, we've got I, just, I do have a sister-in-law that works for the airlines. And he's in a lot of hotels. <laughs> Yeah. We'll take that from the hotels and we give it to the homeless. They the maids it. never see her coming. <laughs> she has a ton of uh, oh, uh shoot, bro. travel size stuff. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so we have teachers, the kids leave their school bags. So they give us school bags and then we collect for the homeless. We have a uh a, a vape shop here in town. I'm friends with the owner, he's got like five of them. And we put boxes in there and we collect. Mm-hmm. And then we packed the backpacks full of socks and handkerchiefs. There's a list of things that the homeless need the most. And those are all the things that we collect. So are you taking it from the Hilton, though? That's what I didn't understand. Yeah. That, that's what it's, it's the Hampton. It's the Hampton. It's not the Hilton. It's the Hampton. <laughs> They're all the same. Anyway, They're all the same. So, so we collect all the donations. I don't know where they They actually started from. putting the soap and the shampoo and these little sticky things like they're in there you can't take it no more you have to pump it all out if you anyway, want it let me finish my story damn it so anyway we go ahead we're just unclear about the the prefix of it that's all we got hotel chains looking at you now dan good job <laughs> IHG international is this continue, continue. they're in the bag we're giving them out to homeless uh, i don't even know why <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I'm blocking Shane Kenton on my phone real quick. Hold on a second. Anyway, so we collect all this stuff. <laughs> my guys, your legs. <laughs> My guys, my guys, can I tell my story, Ben? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, anyway, we make these backpacks up, and we keep, them in, we keep them in our warehouse, and then we go ahead, and if my guys see someone hitchhiking or someone homeless, we give out these bags. We call it Bags of Hope. And it's our way of giving back to the homeless of the community. We don't have a whole lot here where I, where I live at. When we start stretching out into the outer parts of our community, there is. And Down in that's Swamp Bunt area. Do. Yeah. And you give them backpacks, man. So. <laughs> Note to self when Dan visits. <laughs> Lock your shampoo up. I am trying to <laughs> My extra TP is going in the short spot, all right? so. <laughs> You get the one plot, man. Janet, Janet, do y'all have any uh, toilet paper? Why, yes. <laughs> I swear. Mr. <laughs> Uh, we're an hour and uh, 30 minutes in. Can we cut out the last? You know how you walk by. You're walking down the the hallway at the hotel and the little room keepers that are caught out there with all these saying, fresh linens. Never saw it coming. She <laughs> was changing the bed. <laughs> Give me that mouthwash, girl. Half the time he just takes the cart and leaves it. <laughs> he comes out. What? <laughs> the homeless finna love me. <laughs> Bags of hope. This is why. I, this is why I keep my circle small. Oh shoot, man! Very very small. I can't believe you knocked off the Hilton first. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. I'm a Marriott member. I'm a Marriott. <laughs> I would never stay there. Oh shoot, boy. <laughs> Hey, did I mention Southwest Automated <laughs> Security? Yeah, they're done, no, man. Now that now they know you're the same thief. Oh man, I know that ship has sailed, bro. phone's gonna start blowing up. You know who's gonna be the first person to call on the cell phone? Mm. This guy right here. Well, oh, wow. we'll be blowing my phone up. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh shit! Dan Blanc, the armpit shampoo, the sticky fingers Blanc, shampoo smuggler. He stole twenty minutes ago. I liked you, and now I'm getting asthma messing with y'all. No, that's funny. I forgot how much I got my shampoo. Yeah, it was. It took Good it took about nineteen minutes or so to warm up, but once it warmed up, it was really it was really enjoyable. I think you know I would, I would watch it. I listen. <laughs> I listen. Um, Susan says, "Great show, thank you, Susan." I thought we were fired because Dan's a shampoo thief. I mean, I charitable, know. charitable Robin Hood is what I'd like to call it. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> All right, bro. Shane, you're a freaking inspiration, bro. Back at y'all. Hey, Shane, you want to come work for the Fence King? Be the HR guy? Let's go. I'll mm. pay you half what you're making, and you're going to live in uh, a tent. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Dang. All right, guys. Nope. Hey, live from the Southwest Automated <laughs> Booth Security. This is my fence life. Security booth. Have a great night. Drive safe. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast. And a special shout out to our sponsors, My Salesman, Job Nimbus, and Benji with CleverFox.online for making this podcast possible. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at My Fence Life. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life.